In this video, we're gonna talk about five things you should never give access to your heart. And later on in the video, I'm gonna talk about how to better guard your hearts. But let's get to some scriptures. I have about five scriptures that's gonna lay the foundation to this information today. And, and make sure you take some time to listen because in the midst of these scriptures, there's a lot of support, a lot of help. But the first scripture that I wanna read is Jeremiah 17, nine. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? So when you understand that your heart is desperately wicked and is deceitful above all things, then you won't just allow your heart to go after what it desires to have. Right now, you have to go by your spirit, not your heart, because your heart would tear you apart. Your heart would desire parts that's never meant to be a part of its existence. And so when you understand that your heart is deceitful, then you won't trust your heart. And when you begin to understand that it's desperately sick, then you will go to the doctor quick. You'll go to God and say, God, fix my heart. Create in me a clean heart. Renew me a right spirit, oh God. And that understanding and having that perspective will put you in the presence of God to keep your heart in a healthy place. The second scripture I want to read is Proverbs 4.23. The word says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the springs of life. Springs brings growth. Springs brings fruit. And so when you understand that your heart is, is where everything springs from, then you will better keep it with all vigilance, that you will make sure you examine every entry point, you'll examine everything that tries to get into it, because you understand <clears throat> that from it flows the springs. So what is flowing from your heart? Determining, uh, uh, determining what comes from your heart reveals how much you protect it. The next scripture I want to read is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, not some, not most, but trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understandings, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. So a part of guarding your heart is trusting all of your heart to God. If your heart is not anchored, then your heart will be easily swayed. So you got to ask yourself how much of your heart trusts God. Is your trust in God really rusted? Like, do you really trust him? Right. Because if you only trust God with a partial heart, the air, the other areas that you put full trust in onto other things, those things will cause your heart to fall. First Samuel 16, seven says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his statue, because I have rejected him for the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. That's why it's important for you to be in partnership with God. So God can let you know what's really in a person's heart. Because most of us, we tend to look on the outward appearance of a person instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal their heart. And the last scripture I want to read before I get into my five points is Psalms 34, 18, which says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So when you understand that, you understand that if you have a broken heart today, that God is near to you. That God wants to be close to you. That God is close to you because he knows just how closed off hearts can become and how cluttered and chaotic a person's heart can become. So God is near the brokenhearted. So while your heart is in a broken state, put it in God's hands. So we see Jeremiah tells us the heart is deceitful, that we shouldn't trust it and is desperately sick. So we should go to the doctor quick. Proverbs 4.23 says that we should keep our heart with all vigilance. 
As much energy we give to protect everything else, we should give that same energy, if not more, to protect our hearts because from their heart springs the uh, or flows the springs of life. And you got to examine yourself and ask yourself what comes from your heart. The Bible says bitter and sweet water cannot come from the same stream. So you have to ask yourself what is coming from you? Is it bitterness or is it sweet? Like what's coming out of you? Because if you don't protect your heart, then what will be flowing out of you into your husband's life, into your wife's life, and your children's life, and all other very various areas of your life is bitterness. So no matter what you're going through, you got to ask yourself, am I allowing this to make me bitter or am I allowing this to make me better? First Samuel talks about how people tend to look at the outward appearance. They look at how much money he has or how, much, how many hips does she have. <clears throat> we look at all these different outside external things that we never take the time to be patient enough to examine the heart. If you don't examine the heart, what you fail to examine will tear you apart. And so when you understand that, you'll say, Holy Spirit, is this the right one for me? Holy Spirit, is she the right one? Is he the right one? God, because you're the only one that looks inside of the heart. You're the only one that can truly examine the compartments of the person's heart. And if that person was meant to play a part in my life. And last but not least, Psalms 34, 18 encourages us that he's near the brokenhearted. So if you have a broken heart right now, don't leave your heart broken. Go to the doctor. Go to God. Allow him to mend your heart. Now let's get to the five things you should never give access to your heart. H-E-A-R-T. Here are five things. You should never give access to your heart and why. Number one, you should not give hatred to your heart. Do not allow hatred access to your heart. It reads this. Never allow hatred to reside in your heart. Choose love. Choose forgiveness. Choose understanding instead. It says here, hatred consumes the heart and poisons relationships. It breeds negativity, destroys empathy, and hinders the ability to love others unconditionally. When I'm in a hatred state, because I've allowed unforgiveness to come in. And now because I'm unforgiving and now I'm full of hatred, no matter what, no matter what relationship I have, I'm going to destroy that relationship. I'm going to poison it. So you cannot allow hurt to turn into hatred. The issue is a lot of us have been hurting for too long and that hurting left undealt with turns into hatred. And now your life is lived at the, at the substratum of it, hatred. And now you're trying to prove to someone that you hate that you're the one that they should have never left. And now everything about your life is fueled off of hatred. And no matter who or what you come into connection with, you begin to poison it. The next thing that you should never give access to your heart, E, is ego. It says guard against excessive pride and self-centeredness. Cultivate humility and a willingness to consider others before yourself. Never allow excessive pride to get inside of your heart. There's nothing wrong with being proud. Nothing wrong with being proud of your accomplishments. There's nothing wrong with being proud of your family. There's nothing wrong with being proud of where you're from. But when you fall into pride, nothing wrong with being proud about it in the, in the right context. But when you pride, that means when you fall into pride, it means you ID. You identify with that thing as your ultimate source of validation. So you got to guard your heart against ego. All glory goes to God. No matter what good you do, he gets the glory because you used his air to breathe, to have that thing to happen in your life. A, one of the five things you should never give access to your heart is anxiety. Anxiety should never gain access to your heart. It says, do not allow anxiety to hold, to get a take a hold of your heart. Practice self-care 
stress management techniques, and seek support when needed to alleviate anxiety and promote inner peace. Why? Anxiety, allowing anxiety to take hold of your heart causes unnecessary stress, stress and robs you of inner peace. It hampers decision-making, disrupts relationships, and inhibits your ability to trust in God's plan. So that's why you shouldn't give anxiety access to your heart because it begins to tear apart all those things that are worth having a part of your life. Next, but uh, for R, another thing that you should not give access to your heart is resentment. Avoid holding on to resentment and bitterness. <clears throat> Let go of the past hurts and focus on healing and moving forward. Do not allow resentment to cause a root of resentment <clears throat> excuse me, or a river of resentment in your heart. It says, here's the reason. Holding on to resentment keeps wounds open, preventing healing and reconciliation. It perpetuates negativity, damages relationships, and hinders personal growth. So when you allow resentment from the hurt to get to your heart, then it will cause a dent in any area that you're connected to. Last but not least, one of the five things you should not allow access to your heart is toxicity. Refuse to entertain toxic influences in your heart. Surround yourself with positivity, healthy relationships, and environments that nourish your well-being. Why you should avoid this having access to your heart? Because toxic influences or allowing toxic influences into your heart leads to emotional and spiritual harm. Toxicity breeds negativity, drains energy, and undermines your well-being and your faith. How many toxic people do we allow to have access to our hearts? How many toxic influences, whether through music, whether through movies, whether through conversations, we're allowed to get access to a heart, and now we play that part. For instance, when I was, remember when I used to play basketball at a young age, when I was always listening to secular music and listening to music with cussing, man, as soon as that came into my spirit, I started cussing. Because your spirit, not your spirit, but your soul is a sponge. It soaks in what you allow to get in from the environment that you're in. So you got to say, hey, if it's toxic, I'm, I'm not in it. If it's toxic, I'm leaving. And a lot of people are entertaining, engaging in the toxic things, and they're wondering why toxic springs flows out of them, right? So now let's talk about how to guard your heart. G-U-A-R-D, real quickly, how to guard your heart and protect it. Once again, we talked about how the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. No one can understand it. Only God can understand the, the deep, dark depths of our darkened heart. So that means that we got to make sure we consult God often. That means we got to humble ourselves before the Lord so the Lord can be able to show us our hearts and show us the hearts of people that want to be a part of our lives. If not, we will be easily deceived. We'll be easily sick because of how dis desperately sick our hearts are. We also talked about that we should keep our hearts with all vigilance for from it flows the springs of life. You determine based upon how well you guard your heart whether or not bitter springs come out or better springs come out. We determine. And the rest of the verses we already covered. But for time's sake, let's talk about how to guard your heart. Yes, my brother, I'll make sure I put it on YouTube as well. I'll make sure I save it. Now, how to guard your heart? Number one, G, you must ground yourself in God's word. You got to ground yourself. You got to anchor yourself. You got to get back to reality. 
We got to get out of the fantasy world, get out of the world and, 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 and get out of these different things and get grounded in the word of God. The word of God is active, sharpening any two-edged sword. The, the word of God will separate spirit and soul. The word of God will enrich your soul. The word of God will protect your heart. So you have to ground yourself in God's word. It says here, immerse yourself in scripture to gain. <clears throat> Don't immerse yourself in pain. Immerse yourself in scripture so that you can gain. Gain what? Gain wisdom. Wisdom protects you. Wisdom, when you gain wisdom, you're able to be, you're able to navigate things differently. You gain wisdom. You gain guidance when you're guarded in God's word. The word of God says it will be a lamp unto your feet and a light into your path. The word of God will keep your life lit. And the Bible talks about how in, uh, uh, how many people uh, uh, avoid the light so their deeds won't get exposed. But those who love him go into the light because you want to be guided. You want your marriage to flourish. You want your life to flourish. You want your children to flourish. You want your business to flourish. You want your ministry to flourish. So you have to ground yourself in God's word. So that you will gain wisdom, guidance, and strength. Do you know the word of God is food to the spirit man? It's crazy how we're strong physically, but anorexic spiritually. It's crazy how we feed our bodies and we feed our souls, but we don't feed our spirits. We give our bodies three meals a day. We give our souls 50 meals a day, but we give our spirits three meals a week. And most of our meals is from other chefs. That's why the best meals are cooked at home. You just can't trust the pastor to cook meals for you all the time. You just can't go out to eat and eat out all the time. Sometimes those meals are not the healthiest, which means that you got to get into God's word so that you can be a part of his hurt and so that you won't be allowing different things inside of you that will cause you to sway from, sway from God's word and not be anchored. It says here, let the truth of God's word shape let the truth of God's word shape your thoughts, emotions, and actions. So you have to ground yourself in the word of God in order to guard your heart. Because only God can understand the human heart. We can't understand it. That means we got to stand up under the word. Because we can't understand how desperately sick our hearts are. We trust our hearts too much. And that's why our lives are torn apart. You, how to guard your heart, you have to understand your vulnerabilities. In order to properly guard your heart, you have to understand your vulnerabilities. It says identify areas of weaknesses and temptations in your life. You have to identify them. Identify them now. Where are you vulnerable? Where are you weak? Listen, you will always stay weak if you never guard your weak areas. And so you got to say, okay, where am I? Where do I tend to bend? See, temptation, the Bible says when a man is tempted, he is tempted and drawn away by his own lust. The devil doesn't use somebody else's lust to draw you. He uses the lust that's tailored to you, your natural desires. He knows that daddy issues produce these certain desires. He knows mama issues produce these certain desires. He knows selfish ambitions produce certain desires. He knows tailored to your lineage, tailored to your generations, uh, and your or your ancestors, quote unquote, he knows what's tailored to y'all. That's why generational curses passed down because the same demon as what was with your granddaddy was it became a part of your dad's life, and the same dad demon in your dad's life is now in your life. That's why your mom had a baby out of wedlock, grandma had a baby out of wedlock, and you see all the traps are pointing you in that direction. Demons don't like moving. Demons love being territorial. They love to stay where they're welcome. And so if you don't identify your weak areas or areas where you tempted, they're going to come in 
If I leave my front door open and leave my windows open, nobody may break in the first day because they may be suspicious. But if I leave it open three or four or five days and there's no cars in the parking lot and, and, and the driveway and nobody's there, somebody going to go in. And so any area that's not fastened by the belt of truth, any area that's not locked, the enemy is going to come in. And so you got to identify your vulnerabilities, identify areas of weaknesses and temptations in your life. Be aware of what triggers negative emotions or pulls you away from God's will. Take proactive steps to avoid or overcome these challenges. Listen, my friend, if you really want to win, you will protect those areas. You have to understand your vulnerabilities. Do not think that you are tough. The Bible says when you stand, take heed lest you fall. Pride comes before a fall. The moment that you think that you can do this on your own, my friend, you're going to be left alone with all those toxic emotions. A, how to guard your heart, avoid harmful influences. It says here, I wrote this, surround yourself with positive Uplifting and godly influences. Choose your friendships and relationships wisely. Avoiding the, those who may lead you astray or negative or negatively impact your faith. So when you're in free will, you got to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you into whom you choose to be in your life. But you have to avoid harmful influences. Today, the reason why your heart is where it is is because of what you watch, what you listen to, who you have around, what you think, what you what emotions you allow to run dominant. You got to allow avoid those influences that triggers those things in you, keeping you from being successful. How to guard your heart are? You have to renew your mind. Your mind protects your heart. You have to renew your mind. It says cultivate a daily practice of renewing your mind through prayer, meditating on God's word and reflection. Allow the Holy Spirit to transform your thinking and align it to God's original design for it. God has an original design for marriage. God has an original design for man, men and women. God has an original design um, for, for parenting. God has original design for entrepreneurship. He has an original design for us to work. And anywhere of our lives that are not aligned to his original design, then we're going to miss a sign. We're going to miss assign certain people in lives. Or we're going to miss assignments. See, when you in God's on, on God's assignment, you get blessed. For instance, when I went on an eighth grade trip with my um, school or whatever trip I go on with the school, I don't have to pay a dime, but I'm still on assignment. While I'm on assignment, the school pays for my room, the school pays for all my food, the school pays for everything because I'm on assignment. But if I misalign, if I misalign and I miss my assignment, I miss my blessings. And so when you understand that, you'll say, God, renew my mind, help me to see things the way you see it, help me to perceive things the way you've uh, uh, originally designed it for, to be perceived. Because if we miss view, you'll miss you. You'll miss who you need to be if you are have a misview of what you have in view, right? So allow the Holy Spirit to transform your thinking and align it with God's original design or God's truth. Last but not least, how to guard your heart. Discipline your desires. Exercise self-discipline to align your desires with God's will. All these points are our responsibilities. God ain't, God ain't here to guard our hearts. We're supposed to guard them, not God. God, he gives you the things to use to guard it, but we have to guard it. But it says discipline 
your desires. Exercise self-discipline to align your desires with God's will. Seek his guidance and surrender your desires to him. Avoid pursuing selfish or sinful desires that can harm your heart and relationship with God. So you got to say, hey, I just can't desire my heart to be guarded. I have to be disciplined. I got to want it. Why should you guard your heart? List some reasons in chat why we should guard our hearts. Can, can we get some engagement? What are some things that what are some things that that need for us to guard our hearts? Why should we guard them? What are some things are what are some things outside of us that are left protected, left unguarded because our hearts are not guarded? What are some of those things? Let's see what we get in the chat today. And if you watch later, go ahead and post in the comments. Let's see what we get. What are some things when we don't, when we do not guard our hearts, leaves them unguarded? What are some of those things? Give y'all some time to some time some time to type. What are some things that are left vulnerable because of our hearts not being guarded? For instance, I give an example from my life. Like if my heart's not guarded. From where I'm vulnerable or weak, then my marriage is vulnerable. Any area in my life that's not guarded, my my marriage is vulnerable. My sister says, Shanika Shakina says, thoughts. That's right. Like I have to guard my heart so that thoughts won't come in. I have to guard my hearts, my heart so thoughts don't come in. So if I don't guard my heart, then anybody can plant a seed of thought in my mind. If my heart's not protected, then my harvest is not protected. How can I have a harvest if my heart soil is hardened? And so if I'm not protecting my heart, then anybody's thoughts can get in. D demonic thoughts can get in. Deep, dark thoughts within can creep up or, or other thoughts may get in if I don't guard my heart. My brother says feelings. Certain feelings will begin to conjure up if I don't guard my heart. And so if, if, if I allow my feelings to do what it does and, and, and not allow them to be submitted to the, to the, to the peace of God, then, then my feelings will flood into arrogance. My feeling will flood into my ambitions. My feelings will flood into my marriage. Our feelings will flood into certain things and cause flooding. See, feelings were meant to be between banks. See, a river bank keeps the, the river going in direction. But when there's an overflow in, from some area that causes flooding, when I allow certain storms to rain in my life, then it causes the river to rise above the banks. And then all of a sudden, when my feelings rise above the banks, then I begin to flood my marriage. And now my wife and kid is draining, is drowning, or, or my marriage drowns, my ministry drowns, my business is drowned because I allowed my feelings to flood. Good points, y'all. And so we have to guard our hearts to guard the things outside of our hearts. And it creates, that's right, soul ties. Listen, there's, there, all of us are soul tied. So I'm soul tied to my wife. We are one flesh. Something wrong with her, something wrong with us. Something wrong with me, something wrong with us. But when I allow myself to, to mix in with that tie, other soul ties, then it's going to hinder us being tight together. And so we got to protect our hearts to keep other, other strings from getting in, other cords from getting in. Because when you, how can you and your wife be on one accord if there's multiple cords? How can you and your family be on one accord if you allowing other cords to get in to tie it up or suffocate? Soul ties in your heart begin to suffocate your, what your wife needs, suffocate what your husband needs. 
because now in your heart, you didn't get rid of Tyrone. You didn't get rid of Tiffany. And now Tiffany's in your marriage. Tyrone is in your marriage. Kelly's in your marriage. Uh, uh, Kennard is in your marriage. Because you're still tied to them. And now you can't even really become one flesh with her because you one flesh with them. And so now it's a bunch of fleshes fleshed up together that was never meant to be put together. Cause an eventual, potentially, a separation. So how to guard our hearts? <clears throat> we have to ground ourselves in God's word. We have to understand our vulnerabilities. We have to avoid harmful influences. We have to renew our minds. And we have to discipline our desires. I hope you guys was blessed by this. Yes, that's right. My brother says, or my sister, I'm sorry, my sister says, purpose could be jeopardized. That's right. Listen, do you know that there is an opportunity for you to miss opportunities? Like, do you know there's a such thing as windows closing? Do you understand there is a such thing as God doing a Kanye shrug? That God said, hey, if you would have just submitted yourself to my perfect will, you wouldn't be outside naked on this hill. You see what I'm saying? Or dying on a hill that you was never meant to die on. And so you have to understand there's a lot of people that will testify right now where they missed out on what God's what God wanted to give them. And that's why you got to be serious about purpose. You got to guard your heart or your heart, which is deceitful and desperately sick, will ask for things that it shouldn't be asking for jeopardizing <clears throat> Excuse me, your purpose. Great points. And so thank you all so much for watching. I pray y'all was blessed by this. If you want to learn more about how you can better protect your mind and protect your heart. And you really want to get down to the fundamentals of thinking and the fundamentals of feeling and the fundamentals of purpose. And you really want to get to a place where you're fulfilling your purpose with a guarded heart. Then my friend, check out the links in the description box below or in my bio for those watching me live on Instagram. Check out the link in my bio. Go to Mindset Mastery. I have a 90-day program that I believe will be a blessing to you. If you're interested in a 90-day program on how you can go from being mentally cluttered to mentally clear, that your purpose is now near, then go ahead and check out Mindset Mastery. Uh, uh, um, fill out the application. Fill out the form. And I will get in contact with you and get you a part of our program today. It's a 90-day program to jumpstart you into your purpose by adjusting your mental settings and having the mind of Christ. So if that interests you and you say, hey, I need that so you can fulfill your purpose or, or find your purpose or fulfill your purpose at a high level, then hit that link, Mindset Mastery today. Fill out the application. I'll talk to you tomorrow or talk to you sometime this week and see how I can get you in that program. Also check out other books like Multipurpose. I got 10 books. So you got to check them all out. Go to my website, mycoachjosh.com. Hit the books tab. I got, 10, I got books for just about everything. Singleness, soul ties, purpose, um, I got books on feelings, which would be a good book, Facts Over Feelings. Uh, I think I have the book here. Give me one second. Oh, I thought I did. Uh, I don't know what I did with the book. Oh, here it is. This book, Facts Over Feelings, would be a great book for you. Uh, Multi-Purpose would be a great book for you. Counterfeit or Counterpart would be a great book for you. All those books that would be a blessing. I got card games that would be a blessing. Uh, if you want to be a blessing, you could be a blessing on uh, on the website. All that good stuff on my website, mycoachjosh.com. All my links in my bio. All my links in the description box below. Thank you, Fly. I'm, I'm glad this Bible said it was a blessing. Thank you all so much for joining me. Love y'all. I'll catch y'all next time. Peace.